Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Switchcraft is brought to you live uh, three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This particular episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Kaylee. Support Switchcraft and my other content over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp for as little as a dollar. Episode 212 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. Uh, if you want to get a free book, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. If you decide to cancel, you keep your book forever so make sure that you check it out again the url is runjumpstomp.com slash audible well it looks like nintendo and squaresoft squaresoft they're not called squaresoft anymore square enix uh nintendo and square uh, they severely underestimated the sales that octopath was going to have and because of this, retailers are predicting a one to two month wait, uh, which is really not good. Uh, however, you know, there's still hope. You can still get a copy. You just have to buy a digital copy or you can wait. Now, I wrote a little article about this, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look. Um, so, the source of this is a tweet that I found from Octopath PR or at Octopath underscore PR. Uh, and uh, I translated, or I didn't translate, but I, I had the, the internet translate it for me. Uh, and they said, we are sorry that some of the shops are out of stock in the three holidays. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, you can also consider the downloadable version and the download card on sale at Lawson. Um there's definitely going to be some people out there who say, look, Nintendo and Square are doing this on purpose to drive up demand. Every time that there's any time that there's a shortage of anything and it has anything to do with Nintendo, people always cry conspiracy. They always say Nintendo is doing this on purpose in order to drive up um, demand of their product or to artificially inflate demand of their product. Uh, you know, pitchforks and torches, the whole works. Uh, but I don't, I don't really think that that's a something that they would do. They they want to sell more of these, and some, somebody who goes into a store wanting to buy a physical copy of Octopath and walk away without getting one, they're just going to be sad. You know, you know, that doesn't make for a happy customer. So it's not like Nintendo and Square did this on purpose. Even though I know that there's a lot of people out there. Who think that they do. Um, other people are going to say things like they're trying to force us to buy digital so that we can't trade it in. And I get it. It's very interesting. It's far more interesting than what is probably the truth. Uh, JRPGs have not been extremely popular as of late. And Nintendo and Square probably looked at that and they said, look, this is a game 
of a of a genre that is not super popular. So we don't need to order so many of them because then they're just sitting on the shelves and that's money that they have thrown away. If there are, are if there are copies of uh, of these sitting on shelves, the Nintendo and Square have thrown money out the door and that's money they're not going to get back. Um it's funny my uh, my daughter was talking to somebody, the, the person that we get the Christmas trees uh, every year. We go to this one place and we get a fresh Christmas tree. And the guy said something very interesting. He said, my, my ultimate goal every year at the end of the Christmas season is to have one tree left. That means that I got exactly the number of trees that I needed because that means I sold every single tree and every person had a choice. So one tree left is exactly what they were talking about. And I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Nintendo, they don't want one left. They want none left. They want to sell exactly as many, or they want to make exactly as many that need to be sold. And that's a really hard thing to come up with. Um, In the past, games of this genre, without the Final Fantasy tag on it, they tend to sell about X number of copies. So let's make that number of copies so we don't leave unsold goods on the shelf. And they estimated too low because the demand for Octopath is really, really high. I think that this game is uh, really fantastic and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm probably around seven or eight hours in. I'm taking my time with it. I don't know how long the game is. I was listening to uh, the Nintendo Pulse podcast the other day, and I heard that it's a shorter game, which is fine with me. I, you know, there's a lot of people who think I need to have a you know a, a 300 hour RPG in order to really enjoy it. I don't because inevitably I lose interest with it. Uh, I I almost never finish games because I just don't have time, uh, especially when the next game is coming down the pipe. Uh, so, you know, I don't need a super long game. I'm having a lot of fun with Octopath, and it sucks that you can't get a copy right now. Uh, if you go to my show notes, which uh, this is episode 212, so that would be runjumpstomp.com slash 212. If you go to my show notes, there is a link there in uh, this story that will take you straight to Amazon and you can buy a digital download code and uh, you can get a game that way. And that actually also supports um, supports the show. So anyway, if you haven't picked up Octopath and you really want a physical copy, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are upset about this. Uh, what I want to make sure that you understand is it's a single player game. You are not missing out on anything by playing it a couple of months later than everyone else. So if you would prefer to get a physical copy of the game, just wait. Because the game's still going to be awesome when when you end up getting uh, your copy later on. Uh, let's see. What kind of gaming... Oh, 1232 Storm is asking, what kind of gaming headphones do you use? I use uh, Steel Series. Arctis Pros, and I'm holding them up for the um, for the video. I use SteelSeries Arctis Pros. Uh, they're wireless and uh, they're expensive. But uh, again, go to uh, runjumpstomp.com/amazon to uh, use my link to buy them, though, because you know that supports the show. All right, let's move on. So, unbeknownst to me, I, I guess that. Um, Oh gosh, what's Hollow Knight has uh, 
free DLC, basically, that has been coming out. Uh, now, Hollow Knight basically just launched on the Switch maybe a month ago or so. And the fourth uh, free DLC for the game is coming out uh, very soon. Uh, we'll switch over to the, to the correct screen here. Uh, it says here, uh, Gods and Glory release date announced. There's also a new album and new vinyl and uh, big plush things as well. Uh, so let's let's focus on the video game, though, because that's what this show is all about. Uh, Hollow Knight Gods and Glory, it says, we're leading with a big one. Our dates are locked in. Hollow Knight's fourth free content pack, Gods and Glory, will be arriving for all players on August 23rd. Uh, with... Uh, we said that this would be the largest pack yet, and we weren't lying. A whole bunch of new bosses, a slew of new music, new NPC, new quest. The final chapter for the night is turning into the celebration we hoped it would be. We're so eager to get this one out to you all, and we're so close. Get on your PC or Nintendo Switch. Get your PC or Nintendo Switch ready for the end of August. We're going to put your Hollow Knight skills to the test. Now, I have still not played. Hollow Knight, I've heard that it is extremely difficult, and that kind of game would probably only frustrate me uh, because I just don't have the skill to compete. Uh, so I'm I'm not super excited about this, but I know that Hollow Knight is a game that people were uh, super excited for. Uh, so I wanted to make sure people knew that hey, don't you know, you're going to get more stuff to play if you've already finished the game, and if you have. Bravo, because I've heard that that game is all but impossible. Uh, but uh, Gods and Glory is coming at the end of August, so get ready for it. And that seems to be about all there is for the news. And, you know, that would be a really short show. So I decided that I would spend a little bit of time talking about what I have been playing on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so let's start with Fortnite. Oh my god, I've been playing Fortnite so much. I ended up buying the Battle Pass. Um... I was playing with some uh, some listeners, and uh, we had gotten into a group, and uh, it was well, okay, it was two listeners, and then one of the one of them they had their kid with us, and um, so we were a full group of four, and uh, we were playing uh, squads, obviously, and uh, at the very end, the six year old is the one that got us our victory royale. Uh, it was really, really fun. And, you know, right after that happened, I, I said to the team, I was like, all right, guys, I, that's it for me. I got to go. But the very next day I turned around and I ended up buying the Battle Pass because I, I just felt like Epic Games has given me a lot of fun with that game. And I wanted to make sure that I it's not like they're hurting for cash or anything. They are making ridiculous amounts of money uh, <laughs> with with Fortnite. But I, I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to say thank you. So I ended up getting the Battle Pass. And the thing about the Battle Pass that I really enjoy is the little challenges. Uh, I don't really care about the um, the cosmetics. I mean, they're cool. And if I as I earn them, I'll obviously use them. But the real fun stuff is the, the challenges. Like, I had to go out and find, like, seven lightning bolts. And I thought... You know, I saw my son doing that. I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, but then when I started doing it, I was like, oh, this is really fun. I get why he's enjoying this so much. Uh, so, I, like, I had to get seven lightning bolts or I had to go to Tomato Town and get three kills in Tomato Town. And uh, it, it kind of, uh, it, it adds an extra layer of 
uh, I've got to get this done to the game. And I just have had a lot of fun with it. And I've already gotten the first week's challenges done. And I'm looking forward to the second week's challenges and finding out what, what they are. And I don't care about the rewards for doing them. I just like doing the challenges. I think that they're really fun. So Fortnite has grabbed right a hold of me. And I did get my first solo victory royale, which you you probably saw if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, you probably saw me tweet that out. Uh, I've been doing a lot of... Um, capturing kills or something like so if i get a cool kill or maybe double kill like really close to each other i usually capture that and then i've been tweeting them out uh so if you don't already follow me on twitter you should it's over at uh run jump stomp on twitter and it's been a lot of fun playing that game and kirby geek says very nice on that solo win rjs I, i still feel a little dirty about the solo win because it was uh, the other two people who were left got caught in the storm, and I didn't get one with a kill. So I'm still really uh, hoping to get a solo win with a kill, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, Kodiak Moonwolf is trying to post a link, and he can't, and that doesn't make any sense because he is a mod. So I'm not sure why that is. But anyway, let's let's go ahead and talk about what else I've been playing. So another game that I did a first look of, and for the rest of these... They're all first look videos, which you can find the video over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Um, I'm not going to uh, tell you about each video, but uh, the other games that I've tried out recently um, is Hand of Fate 2. Uh, Hand of Fate, which is really strange. Like I thought it was just a card game, but it's almost like an adventure game where you are telling the story by choosing cards. Um like, for instance, um, in the very beginning of the game, uh, my character, for some reason, is looking for an amulet. And uh, the the thieves who have the amulet are like, I can see them, I'm close to them, and I have to make a decision. Do I sneak up on them or do I kind of hang back and see what happens? And I chose to sneak up on them because uh, I wanted to be able to eavesdrop and hear exactly what's going on. And so the dealer, who kind of looks like a half-man, half-zombie kind of thing, uh, he puts down four cards. And one of those cards is a failure, and three of those cards is a success. And I assume that if I had hit the failure, that they would have seen me, and probably combat would have started. But uh, I I picked the card, and it was a success card, so I succeeded, and I was able to get a little more information. And that's the way that the game plays out. And I thought that that's what the whole game was going to be like. And I thought it was really cool. But then I got into combat. And combat works almost like the Batman Arkham City games. Where, uh, you know, you're fighting against a bunch of dudes. And, you know, they'll come up with a prompt that pops up over their head. Basically saying, you know, hit this button or get out of the way to try and avoid getting hit. And uh, it was really enjoyable. And I found Hand of Fate to be really neat. It's got some RPG elements where you are uh, getting equipment and you like I was going up against a bunch of thieves who it, like the game tells you you don't want to use heavy weapons against the thieves because they're too quick. So you want to use light weapons. So I ended up switching away from my axe and using a sword and board instead or a sword and shield for those of you that don't play a lot of that kind of game. Uh, so I had the sword and shield instead uh, so I could block or I can dodge. And it was a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to playing more of that game. But it was really surprising when the combat started because I was like, oh, what is this? This is really, really strange. 
Um, another game that uh, that I have been playing is uh, Red Hot Ricochet. I just finished my review for Red Hot Ricochet. I posted it. Um, this is a top-down uh, shooting game, very reminiscent of Atari's Combat. Uh, now, if you are an old man like me, you probably played a lot of Combat. Combat was this cartridge... Actually, let me look behind me. Do I have a copy of it? I do not have a copy of it. So, um, Combat was this... Like, the cartridge didn't even have a picture on it. just said Combat on it. Uh, but you would put it in the to the Atari 2600, and um, it, it was basically this tank game where it was you... Uh, against player two, and I believe that that was just a multiplayer game. You couldn't do any single player, uh, but it was me ver- me versus somebody, and you would drive around in this little tank, looking down from the top, and you could shoot, and you know you could change settings to make it so that the bullets would bounce off walls, or you could shoot from one side of the sc- <clears throat> excuse me one side of the screen, and it would come through the other side of the screen. Um, and that is the first thing that I thought of when I saw Red Hot Ricochet. Um, Seth Scott, who did the who, who made the game Membrane, he was the one that reached out to me and asked if I would check out this game. And of course, I said yes because he's a really talented guy. He did all of the audio design for the game, and he did a great job. I think the audio design is fantastic. But I also really liked the visual design of the game. It's very minimalistic. Uh, I would not recommend that you pick up this game if you. Uh, don't have anybody to play with because just like combat, there's no single player uh, campaign. It is just you versus uh, your friends. And there's also no online. And those are the two things that I would really like to see. If you want to see more, make sure that you check out the uh, Red Hot Ricochet review video. And you can also check out my first look, like my initial impressions of the game when I was playing. Uh, The last game that I started playing recently for the Nintendo Switch was a game called Galaxy, uh, which is Galak-Z, or G-A-L-A-K-Z. And this is a game that it's a free-to-play game. You can download it right now. And I've played a little bit of it, and it's a little weird. Um, Galaxy is basically uh, another, I want to say, side-scrolling shooter uh, feels like a top-down or plays like a top-down shooter, but the the view that you have, it, it feels like it's from the side, but it's really plays just like a top-down shooter, and it's a free-to-play game. So there is a bunch of microtransactions in order to buy the currency. I don't really know um, if it's a pay-to-win game or if it the currency is just there to make things, you know, for cosmetics and things like that. But the the um, the levels that I played were really fun, uh, and I, I I definitely enjoyed it. And I'm gonna go back and try out some more of Galaxy. But if you haven't picked up the game, it's free on the Nintendo Switch, and you can check it out yourself. So I recommend that you do. Uh, it's it's pretty fun. So um, we've got. Uh, Octopath. I've been playing a whole lot of Octopath. Really enjoying that. I've been playing tons of Fortnite, uh, Red Hot Ricochet, Hands of Fate 2, and Galaxy. And I I hope that you guys check those games out. Plus, I've got... Oh, I forgot to bring this up. Let Let me just bring it up real quick because I forgot to add this to the show notes. 
Uh, I've got another first look video coming soon, and I, I can't remember what day it is. I'm just trying to get it to load up on the screen here. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is fantastic audio, by the way. Void Space Racing. Uh, that review is going to come out in three days. So on July 20th, not review, but my first look at Void Space Racing is going to come out that day. That's a really strange racing game that takes place in space. Uh, but anyway, that's what I've been playing on the Switch recently, and I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, my PS4 has just been sitting there collecting dust. My goodness. Uh, Hands of Fate 2 is out on the Switch, Pudding is asking. I don't know if it's out yet. I got a review copy, so I got it early. I, I'm really not sure if it's out. Um, I, I don't know what day it comes out. So uh, maybe I can look that up after I'm done recording and I can let you know. Um, finally, let's move on, and we've got a review uh, of the show. If you want to help out the show, one way that you can do it is to review the show. Head on over to Apple Podcasts on your phone or use iTunes on your computer. And uh, once you're there, you can go to the podcast section, find uh, Nintendo Switchcraft and give us a review. It will definitely help. And we've got a not so nice review today. Uh, e. Jolp, which hopefully I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, they gave the show two stars. They said, listen to a few of these, and the podcaster just seems to echo opinions and news without a lot of thought put into it. Pretty vanilla and boring. Has a nice voice to listen to. Just wish he put more effort into it. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to review the show, E. Julp. I appreciate it. Uh, and I appreciate that even though you don't really enjoy the show, you were, had some constructive cr criticism there. Um, I will say this. I, I do put a lot of effort into the show and sometimes it might seem like I don't put a lot of effort into it because I don't script things out ahead of time. I usually, uh, I usually just, um, say what I like. I do a live, um, oh my God, what's the word that I'm looking for? And, and, and this is the kind of thing that I'm guessing that you don't like is, um, it's just a stream of consciousness where, I, I'm just saying exactly what I'm thinking, and that's the way that I feel like you get the most authentic thoughts. Because if I sat down and scripted everything out ahead of time, while yes, it would feel more polished, it probably wouldn't be as authentic because I would go back and edit this and change that in order to make things better. And while that might not be what you're looking for, I think that most people who listen to the show that they like that it's kind of authentic. Now, what I will do is if you don't like my show and you're looking for something that's a little more uh, where they do a lot of prep work, I would say that you should check out Nintendo Voice Chat. That's a show that I really enjoy listening to. I don't hit every single episode, but I try and hit as many as I can. That's IGN's podcast. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of IGN. But I really like Nintendo Voice Chat, although I do miss Jose Otero on there. I would also recommend that you check out uh, another show that I really like is This Nintendo Life. That is um, uh, by Lord NBZ and Ballyman. Uh, they have it, it's a bi-weekly show and they talk about news and what they've been playing and stuff like that. Uh, so I would recommend you check out those if you don't like this one. But anyway, thank you very much for the review. I appreciate it. Uh, now... What we probably forgot to mention 
is something very important is at the beginning of the show uh if those of you watching live or those of you watching on youtube you have no idea what i'm talking about but you you just heard some new music what is this craziness um i was i was uh scrolling through reddit and i saw this link and i watched it and i was like wow that song's really cool and somebody had done a um uh, their own version of the me channel theme and it sounded really good and i thought you know what i'm gonna try it out and uh, uh you know i might go back to the old music i might just do this once in a while i might bounce back and forth between them uh but this is from box monkey studios and uh you can if so if you like the music that you heard at the beginning of the show that's box monkey studios you can go to youtube.com slash box monkey studios instagram.com slash box monkey studios and twitter.com slash you guessed it box monkey studios although i think that they spelled studios wrong on that one uh and you can find more of their stuff but anyway they i i reached out to them and i said hey can i feature this on the podcast and they should they said yes go ahead that's going to be great uh so we're going to have some brand new intro music today we're going to stick with the tom winter f-zero stuff at the end i really like that stuff and um thank you to uh box monkey studios uh for letting me feature their music on my podcast anyway We are out of here. Today's music is Box Monkey Studios and Tom Winter's uh, F-Zero. I will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.